0: Welcome, everyone. This is a Council of Institutional Investors educational podcast. I'm Amy Boris, CII's Deputy Director. Our topic today is whether abolishing quarterly financial reporting for U.S. public companies is good for investors. Last month, we heard from Professor Salman Arif of Indiana University's Kelley School of Business speak on this topic, and today we'll hear another perspective. My guest is Andrew Ninian, Director of Stewardship and Corporate Governance at the Investment Association in the United Kingdom. The Investment Association, based in London, is the trade body that represents UK investment managers. Welcome, Andrew, and thanks for speaking with us today. I'm going to ask you four questions about our topic, so let's get started. Question one. In a tweet on August 17th, President Trump said he had asked the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, to study whether it makes sense for publicly held companies to publish semi-annual financial reports instead of the current required quarterly reports. Now, the U.K. has, in recent years, tried both approaches. How did that come about, and what is the reporting regime in place now in the U.K.?
1: Thanks for having me, Amy. Um, Yes, the UK has had both regimes over the last 10 to 15 years. The EU introduced interim management statements, which are a posh name for for quarterly reporting, back in around 2007. And then, I suppose, particularly in the UK, there was a debate about whether quarterly reporting was useful. We saw in 2012 a government-backed report from Professor Kay. And Professor Kay was tasked with looking at equity markets and whether they were focusing on too many short-term decisions. And really, was there a culture of long-termism in the financial markets now? One amongst uh, about 30 recommendations from Professor Kay was that quarterly reporting should be abolished because he felt that actually quarterly reporting was not helpful. It was creating more noise in the financial system and it was a case of more data rather than better data. So on the back of that, the UK government supported a European Commission proposal to amend the transparency directive and remove mandatory quarterly reporting. This directive came into force in November 2013, and then finally into UK law and the listing rules in 2014. So since 2014, companies have not been required to produce quarterly reports, but a number of companies still produce them. And really, as investors, we saw a number of companies hadn't really moved away from quarterly reports and were still producing them. So at the Investment Association, which represents UK-based asset managers, we did a body of work in 2015 and 2016, again, looking at whether the UK markets were sufficiently long-term. there was concern, particularly in the UK government, that productivity in the UK was lagging behind G7 peers. And actually, some of the cause of that lack of productivity in the UK was a short-term focus of financial markets and a short-term focus of companies. Our members came together and and thought, how can we create a better long-term system with more long-term investment to help improve productivity? One of the areas they looked at was company reporting, and this looked at both quarterly reporting, but also longer-term reporting within annual reports. And they felt that the system generally needed to improve so that they, as investors, could be better long-term investment decisions and better long-term investors. In 2016, the Investment Association suggested two things. One, that companies move away from quarterly reporting. And secondly, improve their longer-term reporting, focusing on the drivers of productivity, how companies allocate their capital and invest for the future, and how they invest in their employees, their human capital. We as the Investment Association put out our position paper on quarterly reporting in late 2016 and we did so because our members felt that quarterly reporting was a distraction it was shifting company resources away from the long-term strategic considerations our members felt that quarterly reporting was potential creating myopic behavior by management teams challenging its focus on short-term fluctuations in performance rather than thinking about the long-term value of the business and investing in the business for the future
0: Thank you. Uh, Andrew, is that what the research showed or is this coming from surveys that the Investment Association has taken of companies in the UK? How did your members or how did the organization come to the conclusion that companies were better off with moving away from quarterly reporting?
1: So I think the starting point was that the evidence produced by the K-Review And certainly the strongly held view by a well-known and significant academic in the field who said that actually the amount of data in the market was creating a distraction. But my members as long-term investors felt actually through their viewpoint that quarterly reporting was a distraction. They felt that it wasn't adding value to their investment decisions. As long-term investors in these companies, the short-term quarterly reports were not helpful to their long-term investment decisions. And actually, those quarterly reports were being used by other participants in the market rather than the actual owners of the company. So it was either the sell-side analysts producing update notes on the back of quarterly reports, which would have an impact on individual company stock prices, or the hedge funds or high-frequency traders trading on the back of these updates. It wasn't necessarily in the long-term interests of investors that these reports were helpful. I think it's important to note that in the UK, one of the reasons that our members got comfortable with moving away from quarterly reporting was that they felt that actually in the engagement and the information that they get from companies on an ongoing basis is sufficient. And the regulatory regime in the UK means that if a company has price-sensitive information, it has to disclose it to its investors. That regime helps uh, investors get comfortable with quarterly reporting. Just to touch on what we've heard from some of the companies, We heard that companies feel that moving away from quarterly reporting actually frees up management time and allows them to focus on more of the longer term factors at play in businesses. And two or three weeks at a time around the quarterly reporting are actually given back to the management to actually devote to the business.
0: Right. Got it. So some suggest that financial reporting requirements be scaled based on company size. That's an idea that's gaining some currency here. What is your view of a hybrid system where large firms might continue to report quarterly uh, while smaller firms report semi-annually?
1: I suppose in the UK, it is a slightly different factor. There is a good spread of companies that have now given up quarterly reporting and it is less a factor of size. I I think there are other drivers which distinguish whether a company continues to report quarterly or not. One is actually, do they have a US listing and the requirement to continue to produce quarterly reports if you have a US listing? Mm -hmm. The other is, as large UK companies, they are often global companies and certainly have global peer companies. And they are concerned that if they give up their quarterly reporting, it would be a disadvantage to their company versus their global peers, that there will be less information about their company and their company's performance in the market compared to their global peers. And some global investors may be less certain about their investment proposition with they are reporting semi annually compared to their global peers. The other distinguisher between those that report quarterly or not is sectorial and actually do companies, these in particularly fast-moving sectors, required to just given the, the scale and, of change and development of the market, does it mean that they would end up having to report quarterly anyway because there is something material to say on an ongoing basis? So I think the more fast-moving sectors have found it more difficult to move away from quarterly reporting and expect that they will have to continue to do so.
0: Right. Last question. Many market participants here believe that if the government and executives want to promote long-term decision-making by management, a more effective way would be to end the voluntary practice of many top managers of offering quarterly earnings guidance. What's your take on quarterly earnings guidance?
1: Yeah, again, we are not supportive of quarterly earnings guidance, we feel that encourages the executive to be managing the business for the next three months and to hit those targets, rather than focusing on the long term and investing for the future and actually allowing the management to lift their head up and think a bit more long term than the next three months. So we support and part of our position paper is for companies to move away from that earnings guidance so that companies aren't managing their business for the next three months we see that that goes hand in hand with actually moving away from quarterly reporting.
0: Well, thank you. On behalf of the Council of Institutional Investors, I want to thank our special guest, Andrew Ninian of the UK Investment Association. If you have any questions or comments about today's podcast or CII's views on quarterly financial reporting, please contact me at amy at That's A-M-Y at cii.org. Until next time, I'm Amy Boris. Have a great day and thank you.